0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. In this episode, I am going to be talking about the early September Apple event, along with the latest unusual situation with the iOS 13 betas and I'll also be sharing some of my experiences uh, trying out the beta 7 of macOS Catalina so first of all let's talk about the event as is tradition you know we have a September event from Apple at it's September the 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific time I'm sure it will be streamed on all the platforms like they normally do There should be no surprise here to anyone Um, everybody expects this, of course, to be the, you know, the iPhone 11 event or or however they're going to term it this year. The, uh, you know, normally you might see some iPads or something like that, but that's pretty much it. Now, the interesting thing, of course, there's always great speculation and Apple always has great fun with this and and I actually enjoy this and I know a lot of other people do. You know, every year they put subtle hints uh, for everyone to try and speculate and work out uh, in the logo and this year you know we have a lot of translucent colors and as was spotted by many including myself you know these translucent colors of course are very similar to the what we affectionately call the fruity iMacs you may remember those IMAX that were kind of green, blue, uh, yellow, there was like a pinky red and a magenta now of course you know these colors are in the Apple event logo and sure enough those uh, sections of the apple in the different colors are translucent so you know speculation is rampant now as to what that means but it does uh it obviously either pays homage or is a hint at some kind of uh you know, throwback to the IMAX in those wonderful colors. Personally, I'd love to see that. I thought those uh, colored IMAX back then, that range, was just fantastic. It was eye-catching, it was different, and it has a nice sense of uh, style and design about it. So that's the logo. Now, you know, of course, you know, we expect it to be the iPhone 11. The rumors are there's going to be three versions this year, but as with everything, it's all rumors. But that's basically the event that's coming up on September the 10th, so You know, as of the recording of this podcast, we don't have to wait too long to find out what it is. And hopefully, you know, in the future, if you're listening to this in the future, by now you probably know what it is. And maybe we do have some kind of nice fruity colored iPhones. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Moving on to the next topic. It's been an interesting week for betas. We got the uh, beta 7 for macOS Catalina, which I actually did go ahead and install. That's the first beta this year that I actually have installed. And I'll talk about that uh, shortly. But also, interestingly, we've seen a 13.1 beta for iOS and iPadOS. Now, I'm not sure if this is unique. It's certainly very unusual. I I seem to recall there was one time before where we had a point .1 beta come out before point zero release but i'm not hundred percent certain so interestingly the state of play now is we've got a thirteen point one ipad os and ios beta along with an ios thirteen beta eight and ipad os thirteen beta eight so the speculation is and i think it makes sense that you know ios thirteen is basically at, you know, the gold master status, it's ready to go. And it makes sense because I think, you know, this is my speculation, but what I think the pattern here is, I think that the new iPhones and whatever else devices may be announced at the September 10th event, you know, obviously they need to have some OS put on them before they get packaged up and shipped out. So my theory is that they've packaged up the gold master, the GM release, of 13.0, but perhaps with the intention of it never actually being used. So what I mean by that is, you know, Apple flashes onto the devices, the 13.0 Gold Master release, and then those are all shipped out ready for the announcement. September the 10th comes along, Apple announces the new iPhones and whatever other devices, And those devices, they say, well, you know, ship later in the month. Uh, That's not an unusual situation, of course, with Apple. And that gives Apple a little more time to work through this 13.1 beta. And so that that is ready and waiting to be pulled down and installed when the new iPhone 11 and other devices actually ship to customers. So in that way, they get to ship the devices on time, but it doesn't have the the final release of the software that they want to have on there and then when customers get the devices they open them up and the first thing that ends up happening is they get this 13.1 downloaded update. That's just my theory but you know I think it's a pretty good theory to be honest. They certainly wouldn't want to ship the new iPhones with iOS 12. That would be a bit of a part PR issue for them. And a little embarrassing, I would think, because they didn't ship their new OS which is just around the corner. Now again, this is all just my speculation. But the other reason I say this is, interestingly, the 13.1 beta that's come out has back in it some of the features that were removed for the 13.0 betas and presumably the 13.0 release. So for example, back in there are things like the shortcuts uh, automations where you can have you know shortcuts perform things automatically given certain situations like um, time of day, location, those kind of things. Uh, another feature that's been put back in is the Share ETA. So once you've set up the maps and you've got a route, you can now share your destination and arrival time with somebody else. Now, beyond that, there's there are some other things, but one that I do like and I think is is kind of neat, and not only is it neat from a user's perspective, but it's also clever from Apple's PR marketing sales perspective. And that's the volume indicator, right? So if you have AirPods or PowerBeats Pro or the HomePod, something like that, I'm not sure about uh, any of the others, but maybe the Beats headphones as well, um, when you bring up the volume control, it now has the icon for those particular headphones. So let's say AirPods, for example, right? the AirPods icon now shows up in the volume bar. And the reason I think that's smart and the reason I like that is you immediately know the volume of the device you're setting or altering. Now, that sound, may sound like a small thing, but several times I've had it where I'll adjust the volume on say my iPhone and, I, and I've got headphones on the go and I've got some other stuff. And so I'm not actually sure which one I'm setting the volume for. So I think that's a smart little adjustment there. There's also some new HomeKit icons in 13.1 beta, um, slightly tweaked mouse support, and some updates for test flight and those kind of things. So it's very interesting. I think that that also plays into my theory that, you know, 13.1 is gonna be the one that finally ships for everybody, with Apple being maybe just running to get these features back in for the final release. But that's just my speculation. So that's the Apple, uh, that's the iOS 13 betas and the situation there. Be interesting to see how that plays out, and if and when we get more betas between now and the 10th, or I'm speculating even you know 13.1 betas later into September before the new devices ship. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk about uh, my experiences with macOS Catalina Beta 7. Time for a break. Break timed over. So for the last part of this episode, I want to talk about macOS Catalina Beta 7. Now this is the first beta that I've installed this year, and I I was even reluctant to kind of want to do this install, but I also wanted to start making some videos using the live preview feature in Xcode, so I knew that doing that meant that I had to install uh, Catalina, so I had no choice. So I went ahead and did it. And my experiences, to be honest, have actually been pretty good. The In general, I've not had uh, too many errors happen to me, too many crashes of apps or anything like that. I was actually quite surprised how how good it was. But there is one thing that has stopped me from wanting to use it and just going back and using my other machine that has, uh, you know, the previous release, or the, I should say the, the current release Mac OS, now, Mojave, by the way, um, the interesting thing is, I don't know if this is because I've installed over the top of an existing release or I have a bunch of apps or whatever the, the reason is, but the new security model and changes in Catalina have been driving me crazy. I, I literally, every app I open, everything I do, including the Apple apps, just there's been at least one, two, maybe even more Dialogues that I've had to deal with to grant them access to things and it's been driving me absolutely nuts So, you know, I get that some things are going to be like that, but I'll give you an example I was using a tool um, Capto which is a tool that I use to do my screen grabs my screenshots, so I had an image in the application and I wanted to export it, so I went to export it And I wasn't even allowed access to my own desktop to save the file. And it was was crazy. So I had to go into the permissions within the OS to say, hey, let me save a file to my own desktop. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So I don't know if that's the standard or if I hit some kind of unique scenario or whatever the, the situation is. But I'm really hoping a lot of that stuff gets cleaned up before the final release. Because if users have to deal with all of these permissions dialogues they're just going to give up and go nuts right i mean if if i as a developer and i accept that hey there's going to be things i have to deal with you know but having to constantly click dialogues to give permissions to my own desktop downloads folder and everything else is just completely ridiculous so i don't know maybe i've got i changed a a security setting in mojave and that's what's causing this problem. I really hope it's something like that because I I just can't believe that this is the way this system is going to work. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. But beyond that, like I say, I've actually been quite impressed with uh with the beta release. It's it's working pretty good for me. I've tried to be to use it as much as I can with my normal workflows. So that would be things like recording podcasts like this one for example. Uh, doing development, recording, screen, you know, casts, uh, that videos, that kind of thing, and just email and web surfing, just all the general things I do to see, see what issues it's going to give me, if any, and what improvements. So that's been my experience with it. It's going to be interesting to see what the final release looks like. But right now, I have to say that I'm leaning towards just holding off on the final release on my current production machine and just waiting a little bit to see how everything works out once it hits the ground and other people start installing it, reviewing it, and probably reporting any issues, anything like that. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. But there's just one other little thing I wanted to share. Just for fun, um, I had this situation this week where I put up a poll on Twitter. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter, at CompileSwift and i put up a poll because i had a situation where i couldn't remember how to do something in swift so i googled it and funny enough the in the in the first few results that came back was my own blog post so i thought that was kind of funny and so you know this has happened to me a couple of times before because we can't remember everything and you know a lot of the time that's why i blog things so that there's a record but it's always kind of peculiar when you google something in your own Uh, solutions come back in the results so I put out a little post to say hey you know how do you feel about this when it happens do you either a you know feel proud that you've already solved the problem and shared it with everybody or is it b that you you know you feel kind of stupid because you you forgot the solution and now you're finding that you're using your own solution that you had to go look up and interestingly the results are a lot more even than I was expecting um just in case you're curious i I did answer b because i did kind of feel foolish but uh at the moment right now the results are showing that you know people feel kind of foolish about it but only by a very small margin Uh, as of the recording of this podcast it's uh 60 to 40 percent in favor of feeling foolish and and i actually thought there'd be a bigger divide so that's just a fun little thing and with that i will leave it there and we will speak next time around Please be sure to, you know, share this episode with friends or like or subscribe. Uh, Give me your feedback. You know, go to compileswift.com forward slash contact. Or like I say, you can find me on Twitter at CompileSwift. It's also on Telegram. And we even have a, I set up an Instagram as well now, CompileSwift. So please reach out to me. i love to talk to you all. You know, uh, the Swift has a great community and I, I just love interacting with everybody. So... With that, I'll leave it there and we will speak next time.